Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so episode seven. Seven, my oh, favorite yeah. number. Just a fact for you. It's, it's a fun, a num- it's a number fun that I always put on, on, the, uh, on the roulette. Oh, is it? I always do. Seven. Is it red, number seven as well? Yeah. So I do three, five, seven, fourteen, which are all red. Oh, right. Red okay. 27 and black 35. Oh. There's just always my numbers. I don't know why. That's nice. Do you, do you, ever, you ever won big on that? Um, I mean, I've been in casinos <clears throat> when I've been on my merry little way. Oh, yeah. Um, We're back to know, that saying again. Yeah, but you know what it's like when, you, when you're in a casino and, you, and you're a bit pissed. You think, well, yeah. okay, well, you think, oh, I've just won 200 quid. Well, I can turn that 200 into 500 easy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that yeah. 500 then goes back and then you... There's only one winner, it's at me. three in the morning saying, to put another 100 quid in my back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is not a gambling therapy session. This no. is episode seven. We've, um, we said last time... Um, if you made it all the way through the outro, which you should, you should always listen right the way to the end. Um, a Mancunian legend. icon, legend. Yeah. I I believe um, Clint Boone. You yeah, know who very very kindly invited us into his beautiful home. Yeah, really nice. A really house, really nice it? house. Um, really cool stuff. He had really, a lot of really, really cool, cool stuff. Yeah, lots of vinyls. The the table that we were recording on um, just before. Um, we we set up the mics and that we were setting him up on this little coffee table, and he and he and his 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 wife um said to us that that's the coffee table that his mum and dad had when he was growing up. Younger, yeah, that's cool, it's, isn't it? Everything in that house was lovely, apart from the chandelier in the, in the room that will decapitate you if you're not careful. Honestly, it nearly it nearly it, it nearly took me head off a few times, and, and every time we hit head off it, um, Clint was going, oh yeah. Used to be a dining room. This so like that. That used to be uh, like obviously over the table and that. And I was like, well, just shift it now, Clint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're here to record a podcast and uh, redecorate your house. Is that right? <laughs> but um, no, I thought it was um, it was very nice of him to invite us into his home it was, man. and his beautiful, beautiful family and his twelve pets. Twelve was it? No, I think surely it was more, wasn't it? I think eleven or twelve. Was said. it? Was it? Yeah. I, I don't know why I've got eighteen in my head. Maybe no, it's just wishful thing. I love pets. Yeah, it's been Maybe a long day. Um, yeah, we met his, uh, his his three lads who were all pretty cool. Cool lads, um, very cool lads. Um, talk a little bit um, about about uh, how he and and his and his wife homeschool, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, which is just something, again again like we we, we said after after uh, when we got in the car after this chat that. Kind of spirals off quite a lot again. This one, doesn't it? In spirals off. I like in spirals off. I like what you did. There. 
it kind of in spirals off yeah. like a like a tapestry or a carpet now um, <laughs> and, and it does Stop. but we, we I like them when the podcasts do this and they, they tend to do it a lot um, and, and, and we don't always stick to the subject but I, I prefer that. Yeah, and, and this, this one with Clint was genuinely a heartwarming conversation. It and was. There was, you know, I, I mean, Clint's um, subject um, was one that I agree with and we touched base on with Stephen Graham in episode three. Yes, we did. Three, three yeah. Um, and so Clint's um, subject was reality TV, mm. which again is something that I've relate to and I'll say it again because I don't want to offend anybody and it's a genuine truth like I don't I've not got anything against the people you know I've got friends who, who have been through the X Factor system and mm-hmm. I know people from all, all those sorts of things and you know it, 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 it Clint didn't have a bad word to say about anybody and he, he completely went into depth about why he feels that his subject was overrated and he, put, yeah. he pulled out his book and he made notes. He and, had notes, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, completely really, didn't. I mean, me and you turned up with no notes. No, no. I think yeah. we, we... But he's an old man, he's nearly 60, he said, so... All right. Maybe he needs to, you know, <laughs> jot his notes down. Um, exactly what, what Tom was just saying there, you'll notice in this conversation that although Clint brought this subject up and does feel strongly that it's, it's very overrated, just... You know, because he's such a lovely bloke, he still couldn't. He still really couldn't give it a bad word, could he? No, he, no. you know, we, I genuinely don't think he's got a bad word to say about anyone. Or any, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. We've had guests on the show before. I'm sure you've heard where they get very passionate about the subject. And, <coughs> John McClure. And, and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 hate it. You know, Stephen, um, yeah. uh, Georgia, like a few of the episodes that we've had. Yeah, Tim. Last week, yeah. um, a few of the episodes that we've had, people are very passionate and and whatnot, and 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 really like, no, you know what, fuck it, I don't like that. But Tim, uh, Tim, sorry, Clint, just yeah, I don't, I don't think he'd have a bad word. No, like, he's just no. such a nice bloke. It was such a yeah, it was a heartwarming conversation. And again, like we said, we we went off subject, and we spoke a lot about the education system, yeah. and we spoke a lot about what we feel is important for kids growing up, yeah. and and he had some cool stories about. Um, him and obviously the band and that back in the day, yeah, um, which was great. And 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 again, you know, I think in this podcast while we were recording it, we, we always have these as open chats. It's always me, you, and the mm. guest, and we're chatting. Yeah. I think this is probably the quietest we are. I reckon yeah. I realised that while listening. He's, while, isn't while, it? He was a good guy to sit back and listen to. That's what I mean. He's such yeah. a storyteller, yeah, man. Yeah. And obviously that comes through in in in, in the music. Well, when when we first got there, we sat uh, before when we were <clears> setting up, <throat> and he said, "Oh, normally in interviews." And I was like, I, I said to him, "I said, mate, I said this is not no. an interview." I said, "Take the microphones away. Put a pint of beer in front of you. And oh, we're just chatting. That's all we're doing. Is we're just having a chat, which is." Again, as you all know, how me and Andy came up with the the idea of the podcast, and again, you guys have been complimenting us on social media, saying it's just a friendly chat. Which is thank exactly you for that what, as well, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the the, the reception's been brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, this for me was was up there with my favourites. I know we're very early on, and yeah, yeah, all definitely been my favourites. But this yeah. was a, a lovely chat. Hundred percent. I think out of the seven. Um, chats that we've had this is definitely definitely up there um and notice we are making a uh, a very conscious effort to call them chats because as tomo just said they are um out of all the seven chats that that we've had like 
this this was one of my favourites, not just because it's Clint, and I'm a, you know I'm a big fan of of his of his stuff, um, from back in the day, and 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 the 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 work that he continues to do on on XS Manchester and. Um, his DJ sets at South in Manchester and various yeah, other Kendall places. Colin Kendall Colin as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, which we often frequent each yeah. year. And it was nice that he t- he takes an interest in what we do as well. Yeah, he's man. a big fan of the, this is England. Yeah, and yeah. He, he was asking us about Kendall Colin pre getting the mics out, wasn't it? Because yeah, um, I think we we missed him this year because we were on yeah. uh, before him, and I, I thought he was going to come straight on after us, but. We uh, it, there was someone else after us, and then we we we, we were drunk, weren't we? So we, we yeah. kind of retired yeah. to the tent. Um, I think we went to that really dingy rave tent before we went. Yes, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. We went to a silent disco. We went to a silent disco. First ever silent night, disco. If you've never was... been to Kendall Calling, guys. Yeah. I mean, if there's any episode to talk about Kendall Calling, um, I'm sure they've got the pre-sales on now. Um, yeah. Get there, man. If you can, they haven't. Is... They haven't said anything to us about this. This is yeah. No, this a is genuine bottom of our art. <laughs> yeah, like we we me, me and Andy have gone been every year for the last couple of years. Mm. Not asked for a penny for DJing. All that we ask is just for a couple of tickets for for our for wives our and, yeah. and, and a couple of our friends. And we just have like the best weekend ever. It like, is genuinely. so good, and hopefully man. we can. I know Craig um, Parkinson who does the Two Shot podcast. No, yeah, he yeah. does. He did one with you, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I did um, live uh, a live yeah. one. Hopefully we can maybe do something. That'd be pretty cool. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. Pretty Sweet cool. them guys. Maybe maybe try and you know try and get that going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So, so yeah, Clint, Clint, Clint does take an interest in. In us and, and what we've done and stuff. Such a and, professional. Yeah, man, and and he's so like again like there's there's a there's a really nice bit in the in the podcast, which we'll probably use as the clip. So you've probably seen it on Instagram where, just out of nowhere, Clint just forgets the interview, gets his camera out, and just starts taking a picture of Tomo, and it's because uh, Tomo sat in front of a, a picture which is above. Uh, Clint's um, the main sort of piece of his room. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a big big picture of Tony Wilson. Uh, I think he's outside the hacienda, and um, yeah, it's just dead nice that he's like, bloody hell, yeah, let me get a picture of you there, mate, in front of that. Yeah, and, and he's then, such a cool dude, man. He's man. so cool, man. I, I mean, I, I mean, I love my dad to bits, and I wouldn't change him. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I mean, Clint Boone would be a pretty cool dad. He eh? would be a cool dad, and 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 then three lads like they, 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 they all look pretty cool, and he's, he, you can tell just when he talks about them a bit that like, he's got such. Pride in him, like, like yeah, and yeah, my oldest is really good. He's 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 he's, he's mint on bass. Like he puts a lot of people to shame. Yeah, even all the professionals. Way. He said, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, when he came in afterwards, we met his older one, and he he did look like a proper cool kid. Didn't yeah, he? just lay back. He's like, you're right, mate. He's like, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was good. It was a good <laughs> chat and. Yeah, I mean, I hope you, I can say it like a cliche, but I just hope you enjoy it as much as we are and like genuinely enjoying doing it. Like, and I mean, I'm loving seeing you without 15 pints of ale on board. I am loving that as well, and so is my liver. Yeah, Mm. yeah. My liver thanks you, Thomas. (laughs) And it thanks everyone who listens to the podcast and continues to support me and Tomo doing stuff that doesn't involve us getting drunk. Yeah, basically, if you subscribe, (laughs) share, follow, basically saving our lives you basically are I mean mean, my relationship's never been stronger yeah I mean you're closing down pubs across the nation but you know you're helping us out (laughs) but you'll always have overrated everything you will always have overrated everything on your Monday morning commute um, or whenever you choose to listen to us during the week and yeah without further ado we'll uh, stop boring everyone and give the people what they want which is why they've clicked on it yeah episode 7 Clint Boone 
Enjoy. Phones on silent. Now, yeah, phones on silent, guys. We're uh, we're recording. Tell you a funny thing. I'll tell you a funny thing yeah. about phones on silent. Oh, go on. I went to a funeral a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, God. My uncle Joy was like 75, something like that. And um, as I was walking into the creme, got my phone out, put it on silent, so you see the red switch on the yeah, side yeah. of the iPhone. Yeah. Um, put it back in my pocket, got into the church, said hello to everybody, got sat down, and then the, it was a woman vicar. And she says, uh, before we start, can you all make sure your phones are off? So I got my phone out again, had a look, red switch sorted. And she said, if anybody's phones go off, they're going to do 10 press-ups at the front of the altar. So, oh my God. Like so I got my phone out again, checked it again, definitely <clears> silent. I even put the volume and put the volume down like that. Yeah, like double that. checking. So put it in my jacket pocket. Sermon starts, you know, quite emotional, like they are at the beginning especially. Suddenly my phone goes off and it was Stellify, Ian Brown, full volume oh my on the XS Manchester app. In, it, it, it just right at the start of this fucking oh so the app had opened the app had opened because ah, that app. does the, the, the silent doesn't stop that does and I like that and I pull it out and it's all slow motion like, oh no oh, oh my god thing. it was like a fucking dream it was a bad dream my mum's inside of me are crying because you know it's and I'm like sorry sorry <laughs> I've got a funny up. one oh, sorry go on mate great, great tune I think Stellify is about isn't Stellify about becoming a star that, yeah I think, I think it is it? Star. yeah yeah there you so go. Quite That's... appropriate. But I was uh, being all philosophical in my head thinking everybody hates me. <laughs> yeah, I remember I went to, so I'm getting married at the end of the year and we're getting married in a church. So we're having to attend services and I think this is our third service. And I'd been out with the lads the night before on a Saturday night. And you know what it's like when it gets a bit out of hand. It's like, yeah, right. but you say you're going for one pint. Yeah. Come whatever time, I strolls in. Didn't really get much sleep. Sort of turned up to the church in the morning on Sunday morning. And the first thing that Pam said to me, the vicar, she said, oh, so Thomas, would you mind just coming up to the front and just doing a, a reading from the Bible to everybody? And I sat there, I was like, oh, Pam, no. <laughs> not had much sleep. I could literally feel like God ripping the sins out of me. Oh, my um, God. So, yeah, that's my funny experience at church recently. Brilliant. I, yeah. Give us I, a, oh, yeah, you, I don't really no, go no, to them church, places, no, not really. Yeah. Are you not a religious kind of man? No, not at all. Yeah. I'm um, not actually, but I, I go for funerals and weddings. Yeah, same, same, yeah. Yeah, we only yeah. go, I, I mean, I, I don't know, I quite enjoy it on a Sunday morning. I I was going to say, I quite enjoy a funeral then. I'm not even, I thought no, you were no, quite no, I don't like funerals, not a fan. Um, Somebody once said to me, and I can't remember who it was, it might have been Peter Oak, because he goes to a lot of funerals, that bugger, I'll tell you, Peter. Oh, right. And some, <laughs> any one of them, it might not have been Oak, but he said, oh, I do like a good funeral. Do you know what? The thing is, is because um, I think I'm... I'm like half Irish and like we when we have funerals we have weights. Yeah, it's a party, isn't yeah, it? It's a, it's yeah, it's a big party. Like yeah. my grand, like um, she died a couple of years back and it was like, right, okay, well she, she used to love a Guinness and she used to love a Bailey's and we went back to my local for the wake and about two hours in they'd run out of Guinness and Bailey's. Oh, like we yeah, went yeah. we went for it. Like, I don't want I a party. Quite well, like my that. funeral, I want a party. I don't oh, want people yeah, to yeah. be... Yeah. Crying, I'm, no. you know, shed a tear, shed that I was loved, but then I want everyone back at my local at the parity, and yeah. I want everyone arsehole. Is that your local? But, yeah, a pub called yeah. the parity. Saying that, I don't really go in there much anymore, but I used to go in there all the time. Yeah. I want, I want you know, like you get songs and that. I want to choose my songs, man. Songs oh, to make that, people yeah. laugh. Yeah, because otherwise, some of will pick all the wrong tunes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd love this one. He would have yeah, loved this yeah. one. Um, yeah. So yeah, so um, should we start? We'll, we'll yeah, we'll start. I mean, that's that's all going in. But um, just for for anyone listening, um, 
we we're here in uh, sunny Stockport with um, a Mancunian legend. I hope you don't mind me saying that. You don't are, mind sir, um, Mr. Clint Boone. Um, thanks for having us round, mate. It's an absolute yeah, pleasure. Thanks. Absolute yeah, thanks. Yeah, invite us round to his lovely house and um, his lovely missus. He's made us a, a nice cup of tea. It is a nice yeah. cup of tea. And it's just been. T- how many pets have you got? Did you say? I think we're on eleven now. It's eleven like, pets. Is, is, is what that is, including things like there's goldfish behind you? Two stuff fish like behind us. Uh, yeah. We've got a lizard over there called Manny Rango. <laughs> three children, <laughs> three kids. <laughs> we've got a beautiful um, hamster. He's asleep because he's nocturnal. Because he's an hamster, he's in there asleep. He might come and visit us in a bit. And then in the garden, we've got. Two guinea pigs, Jack and Mikey, two massive giant rabbits, Caramel and Snowflake, and oh. two little bunnies, uh, Hugo and Uno. So do you know when you're shouting them? Called do Dolly. You, do you know, you know when you're, like, you're naming your, your, your animals? I always remember my mum, say if I'd done something wrong, she'd go, Carl, Jamie, Matthew, Thomas. Oh, yeah, I do that. my name wrong all the time, yeah. so he's like calling your guinea pig Snowflake, and then you... <laughs> it's not with the animals, it's fish the kids. Charlie and... That happens with me with the kids, because yeah. we've got three boys, yeah. got Oscar, Hector and Cass. Cassius and a lot of the time if I'm calling them I will use all yeah. three names yeah my mum used to file for all the kids names before yeah. I wonder what that is because yeah I wonder what that is that it's the rage because it's not an age thing because I do it and, and, yeah. and like saying like I know like my wife's dad does it and he's quite a bit older so I wonder what it is yeah. there's probably a name for it and I bet a psychologist would probably have it yeah, sort of no, yeah. he's screaming it at his maybe, phone now yeah. Yeah. maybe it's some you know evolutionary way you, you need to protect all of them but one of them, one of them's in a line of danger, or whatever, because you shout in the name. But you instinctively try and gather them all. I, don't I know. think what it is, I think it's that that instinct <clears throat> is that in that that microsecond, you've got to say something and get the yeah. attention of the child before yeah. you've had chance to think what the child's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your mind part, working yeah. quicker than your mouth. It's part of your mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, part of your mind working quicker than the other part of your mind, but certainly a lot. These podcasts rapidly become like therapy sessions. They do, they? man. They yeah, do. Yeah, it's yeah. nice, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I was telling you before that the, I did story time with Boone through 2016. I did 28 or 29 episodes. Yeah, and that was just me talking about my past. It was my, my autobiography, pretty much. Um, and I found it God, so therapeutic because you'd be you'd be thinking, you know, like when you're getting the stories ready, you'd be thinking, "What year was that then?" And you do a bit of research, and you'd be like. Like there's a story about Depeche Mode came seeing in spirals in New York when we were we were like a rising British band over yeah, there playing yeah, to yeah. like I don't know eight or nine hundred people in mm. this little club in New York and Depeche Mode were on our record label they were the big ones on mute we were like you know on that, that label for a few years they came to see us in New York yeah and when they walked in the room we were playing our crowd were going mad and you could tell when Depeche Mode walked in because all the crowd suddenly turned with the backs to the stage because there was no band bigger in the world than Depeche Mode at that point. Yeah, I mean, well... So everybody in the room, we were at the peak of our set and we are playing to 800 people with the backs to us because Depeche was stood at the back of the room and all the Americans wanted to look at Depeche. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was telling this story and I thought, I must see when that is, what day it was. And, and I went online and found it. And it was their night off on the American tour. They had a night off. They played New York. And I think they were going to Toronto the next night. And on the night off, they came to see the Inspiral Carpet. That's so, amazing. So what I'm saying is, like, I was um, from memory. I've told this story before, but when I went on that wonderful thing called the internet, you get the actual date. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good, isn't it? Like remembering all always... the amazing things that's happened in your life, like things like that. It's sort of things that you'll never forget. And it, yeah, I, I love being pinch taken yourself back. moments. Yeah. yeah, being taken back to all the good things that's happened in your life. You know what I like about these podcasts as well is that. It's, I think one of the reasons I love doing mine, and I don't even thought about it yet, but a thousand years from now, people will be sat listening to this. Yeah, not even far. Like, yeah, it's going to be there too. forever. For, for, there forever. As long as there's people on the planet, these podcasts are like, these are the new archives for yeah. people, 
yeah, that's generations wild, to come. Man. There was a brilliant yeah. quote from, that's from Noel, I think it was either Noel or Liam, one of, one of the Oasis, in Supersonic, the film, where they said, like, we might die, but our records are going to be on them shelves. Oh, yeah. Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our record, yeah. people are going to be listening to our music forever. As a recording artist, that was always one of my biggest... Uh, <clears throat> Motivations. My biggest reasons for doing it was immortality. Mm. That's that's one of my biggest reasons yeah. for for acting. The same. Going back to what we were saying yeah. earlier, like I'm an atheist, so I don't really believe in an afterlife and stuff. So, mm. but your kids are going to watch. The, the, the I, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is England, and, and and other stuff that I've done will be you know there forever. Will be watched forever. And at some point, you know, hundreds of years from now, Gadget might be someone's favorite character of all time. And that's it? mental. Do you know what I'm saying? Crazy, so it's yeah. Uh, yeah. He's already my favourite. I've told you this before. Cheers, mate. Like, I, 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 I love your character. But again, <laughs> we're not here to talk about us. But so, so your your subject is one for me. When when Andy told me that this was your subject, Jump for I was fucking buzzing <laughs> because I was like, well, I've said I've said that if if we was to do each other on. If we was to, <laughs> if we was to 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 have each other as guests on the podcast, my subject would be overrated. Is um, reality TV? Yeah, which is what you've said. Yeah. So talk to us a bit about why you think. As a as a genre, I'm not against all of it, and some of the stuff that I absolutely don't subscribe to in terms of reality television is that massive that there's obviously a mass market for it. Mm. Huge. Um, so I'm not going to stand here and say uh, you know that like Essex is shit or whatever. I used to live there. It's it's right. it's, it's, it's all right. I mean, it's not that great. But it, it's, there are some some of them just seem so mind-numbingly a waste of time. Yeah, it's uh, and I'm yeah. not on about the people in them. I'm on about the yeah. as a concept. Yeah, I don't want to sit and watch. You know, somebody sat in a in a villa, sat on a beach, fancying somebody and them falling out with them and then and it's the other amazing one. the way that they speak to each other is genuinely like they they say it like you're in school. I remember once I, was, I watched one year of Love Island with, with my missus, and she, the, the, the what they was all saying to each other was, when they fancied each other, it was like, oh, I just want to get to know you, yeah. just want to get to know you. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that you'd say to someone. Yeah, and it's almost like you can tell that the producers have said that, and it's all so fake. Yeah, and and when when you've got people writing on Facebook like, oh, I can't believe what Leanne's just said to Colin, and it's like. You do realise it's all fake, and again, like you said, it's no disrespect to to what to, to the people that are on there. I've met a couple of people who have been on Love Island or Made in Chelsea, and and all them, and they're all really, really good people, and they've been given some it, and they've grabbed it with two hands, and they've made a living from it, and all credit to them. Yeah. But yeah. just the way that <clears throat> it is perceived, yeah. uh, it just frustrates me. I think my issues are, a, you know, my kids. I do. I'd encourage them as much as I could to say, rather than going down that route of being, you know, the, the star of a reality TV show where you're just existing and... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Do the music thing, you know what I mean? Invest in something a bit more substantial. Because yeah, to me, it's like... I have this big thing, I, mean, I visualise it. It probably happens every day at some point, but I just see a clock going... Yeah. Of your life, Jimmy. And that's my life going past. Yeah. And whenever I've sat and watched... Any shit telly, really, not just some of these reality shows. It, it does feel like I'm just getting closer to death with every <laughs> with every second of what they're doing. And the other, so one of the other issues is with something like, is it called Love Island, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. I've never watched it. I'm not, I don't really intend to watch no. it. You know, you know, ten mm. out of ten forever's uh, doing it, enjoying it, making money, entertaining a lot of people. But you can't escape it, can you? Because when I'm reading the news headlines Everywhere, now, there's people in there that are like Love Island such a body this that and the other yeah. 
And didn't, didn't one of Love Island <coughs> commit suicide recently, I think? Yeah, yeah I think it that was. was the one year that I, that I did watch it was... Um, a girl called Vicky. I, I'm yeah. not too sure. It was a, a girl from Newcastle. Um, Tragic, but it's yeah. and again, is that is that? I, I don't know. Um, the pressures of the show. Yeah, I don't know whether that yeah. was it or whatnot. Because obviously, when, we all, when we Big all... Brother started, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, no, when, no, when no. Big Brother started twenty odd years ago, I remember then thinking, this is exactly the kind of thing that's going to drive people to suicide. Yeah, it's yeah. very um, because I I don't know about you, but I imagine you know it's the same, and I know you. Like I don't do what I do to be famous I don't do what I do to be in the public eye I Bullshit, was born fuck off. I was born with this I always call it to my missus it's like a curse like I love acting and I'm yeah. happy when I'm being creative and I guess it's the same for you with music when you make music or you know you're doing your uh, your radio shows and that it's, it's a creative outlet and it, and it genuinely gives you a a source of happiness, the creativeness, the creativity, I always say creativeness, the creativity gives you a, a source of happiness. Absolutely. And the fame is a byproduct of a that. Side, yeah, side effect of it. Yeah, it is. Side. Yeah. Where with these guys, it seems a lot like that, they want that byproduct. And, and they might be fame. talented, and I'm sure they're talented. And, and, and you know, with things like Love Island, there are, you know, there's, there's, there's beautiful people who go on there who, you know, probably you know, look after their bodies in ways I can't imagine and, and, and things like that, that, you know, they do put a lot of time and effort, I guess, in looking mm. a certain way and it's going up, but like they, to me, a lot of the time are just reaching out for that, for that fame. And yeah, that without, without the journey, so you, you get, you get your celebrities, whether it's a sportsman or a musician or an actor or whatever. Or the, the key word is what you just said there, celebrity. Yeah. I think but, there's a difference between someone being, you know, in a band or an actor like we're not celebrities. I don't think we we don't thrive off being a celebrity. We thrive off doing what we love doing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. We've sort of accidentally become well known through our. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think when because like if you walk through Manchester now, Thomas, and you get recognised for you know any of your parts you ever played, and you might get mobbed by twenty people that want selfies with you. And, you're going to handle that in a way because it's it happens mm-hmm. in your day to day these days. But if you're just one minute you. Mr. Nobody, you go on and Big you, Brother and suddenly yeah. everyone and that fame, talking about it. That's it's that, hard to handle overnight. And, and that fame is is you don't just get like we, could, we you know we could walk through Stockport or we could walk through Manchester, and people might look and you, you you know you get that double look where they go, like we might just get that. Whereas someone from Love Island, like that amount of fame, yeah, overnight, is, it, overnight, it's yeah. it's it's. I mean, I, I I've you know when I've been out on the on on the on the booze or whatever you've been in a pub and it can get a bit like you know some people are staring over and it's like yeah. it's hard to get engaged in a conversation mm. with someone when you know that there's people talking about you yeah. in the pub yeah. so imagine having everybody in that pub talking about you yeah. like, Clint, like it can Clint, drive anyone insane like Clint said like it is literally overnight as well with some of these people like yeah. they, they go they, they, they're, they're not very well known a lot of them or mm. some of them have great especially like if we're saying Love Island and that they have like Instagram and, and followers and stuff but they literally go from nobody knowing who they are to an island in Spain for two or three weeks, however long it's on. And as soon as they touch back down, they are like, in, they're the like queen. rock stars they're overnight, like, I think, yeah. to a lot yeah. of people. Because, you know, it's a, that, that audience is, is huge. Like, with, with, with stuff like Love Island, like, uh, as I was saying earlier on before we started recording, like, I never watched it, I never bought into any of that. And, and my missus loves it. She loves The Only Way is Essex, all that stuff. And that's fair enough, you know. That's her escapism. She does mm. a job that I that's you know I couldn't do, and, and to escape, that's what she does. That's fine. Um, but I sat and watched um, 
a series of Love Island with a four, give it a go. And I, I fell into that trap, man. And yeah. I don't know what it. Why? You not. You can't put it into words. What? Why, I th- what people, but I, I would. I said <clears> it's scared. So we talked about this earlier before. But mine. So I said it. Is it some sort of escapism for people? It must be, right? I guess. I don't know. We've started going to the cinema down the road. We watch a lot of films at home. We have Netflix on or mm. Amazon films, whatever. And we started going to the the light and stop with this new cinema. It's mm. fucking brilliant. And we walk down there, and what I love about it, no matter what the film is, I'm <clears> watching. The you just totally escaped from yeah. from the world on the other side of the cinema walls, which you don't yeah. get at home because if I'm sat watching telly at home, I can still see yeah. these curtains have got ripping them and they need mending and uh, bloody rabbits need feeding and you know what I mean. So you're not yeah. you're not a, a totally escaped when you're sat at home, but when you're in a cinema, and that escapism, it's a great feeling, isn't it? You could, for, for two hours, you just yeah, you're in, you're in your, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of you know, it's 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 one of the. It, obviously, cinema and, and film and stuff's quite relatively a new art form, but you know that that escapism, you know, goes back to someone looking at an amazing painting, or, mm. or, or so it's it's something that's that's so deep within the human kind of psyche that yeah. we need it. And, yeah. and now it's two people laid on a beach in Spain that gives people uh, yeah, which is is escapism. is, is crazy. Well, I, I mean, I find it phenomenal that it's lasted so long because even. 10 yeah. years ago, 15 years ago, I was thinking, this, this reality TV is going to end now, it's going to stop. It seems like yeah. it's getting bigger and bigger, because I remember yeah. Big Brother coming out, I, the first sort of series of Big Brother, I reckon I was probably about 10, 11, and I remember it coming out, and I remember watching it, and, and I, I, I dabble in Big Brother every now and again, because I do find, what I find interesting about that is the, I'm quite interested in like, sort of like psychology and stuff like that, so mm. I quite, I like, oh, 10, 15 strangers, however many they have in, in a house, how will this go on? They've never met each other. How will this go on? But to get, like, it's been on for like nearly 20, yeah. 20 years, I think. Yeah. And it's now, not going away yet, is it? It's the same thing every year. It's not yeah. a psychology well, project now. Channel just, 5 have got, got rid of now. I think yeah. it's moving to somewhere else, though, I think, because Channel 4 got rid yeah. of it, didn't it? It's too they? big to not, to, for a channel not to buy. Yeah. Even if it gets nowadays, you know, because t- TV itself, sort of viewership, like, is, is hard to come by, right? Yeah. And people like yourself, like, say, I'm the same, Netflix, Amazon, Sky, what's recorded. Yeah. Um, you know, even if it pulls in a couple of hundred thousand viewers, it's still it's still kind of yeah. biggish numbers. I think I've never understood <clears throat> the the ones like like what you just said. These people will go in there and they might have talent, but they're going onto a show where you don't need to show any talent. Yeah, I mean mm. on Love Island, oh, I'm talented in pulling birds, or you know, I'm talented <laughs> at doing the comb over. Yeah, but like when you if you watch um, like like X Factor, yeah. I know they 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 can ruin it a bit, but. I don't mind watching X Factor and stuff because there's people going on there with talent. You know, there's yeah. people playing their yeah. guitars. Or I was, people, there's a girl on there who I, I haven't watched it for a bit, but I caught one episode of it. And there's a young girl on there, I couldn't tell you her name, but she's with a piano. And she's amazing. Her voice is brilliant. And like you, you, you can watch that and it does bring a smile to your face because you're watching reality TV, but they are expressing their yeah. talent. See that? Because I, I was going to ask, sorry, Clint, I was going to ask you this earlier on because you touched on it, you were saying about like with your, with your children and that like... Um, you, you, you wouldn't necessarily want them to watch this. You, you want to push them into, into something more sort of musically and, and stuff. But is is that, would you, would X Factor be on the telly on a Saturday night in the Boone household or? Never. No. And not no. because we say you're not watching it. It's just my kids don't want to watch yeah, it. They, yeah. they are, not I mentioned before, they're, they're into music. Mm-hmm. The my, my 14 year old is an amazing bass player, like mm-hmm. better than some of the professional bass players that I know. My 11 year old's just started playing keyboards, just having Wicked lessons. Man. Eight-year-old Cassius is the beatboxer and dancer, and he's just <laughs> when when the others start the band, he'll just be at the front of it, I'm sure. But um, so we, we don't have X Factor on. No, we have good music on. You know whether yeah. it's Excess Manchester or Six Music or BBC Radio Two. You know we, we 
or you know records over here I'm playing I've got my vinyl set up so there's always good music on so my kids yeah. don't get to hear rank music you know what yeah. I mean they hear good music music in fact now. I tell you what's funny my little one Cass was on the bed before with a dog on his name we've got a little dog called Dolly that you met yeah she's gone and he's there and he's going baby 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 <laughs> and he's laughing I'm like where have you heard that song? He said, it's Justin Bieber, he says. And uh, I said, do you like it? He says, nah. I said, why do you not like it? And he says, um, Hector, he hears Hector singing, it's the dog in a, a bit of a p- take the piss way. Mm. But they associate that record. We've never said Justin Bieber is, you know, the Antichrist. Cause we don't, I don't believe he's, I believe he's a great artist, he's a great mm. performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got nothing against him. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen him. You're I've a fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not but, a fan, but, but I mean, go on, sorry. No, I'm just saying that the, the kids have, you know, through their own um, thought process, have come to the conclusion that, Bieber's not right. Yeah, yeah. But the Chili Peppers are, and Oasis are, and Stone yeah, Roses yeah, are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I suppose, and obviously with you doing what you do from a young age, it's good for them to grow up and be into like instruments and things yeah. like that. And then, like you said, if they do form their own band, then that's brilliant. Yeah. Music's so important for kids, isn't it? Because I remember I I Massive, I yeah. grew up. Um, my dad, my dad literally listens to just eighties music. He's it, that's that's his thing. He loves like cheesy eighties music. Right. And I could never get into that. Um, and then all of a sudden, when I was about 11, 12, I just fell in love with like hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, where's this come from? Where's this come from? But like, I grew up sort of at my grand's listening to stuff like Northern Soul and, yeah. and, 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 you know, reggae and stuff like that. So I've always been kind of grown up with that massive influence of music. And obviously, hip hop kind of stems from a, a lot of that, um, yeah, especially the kind of stuff I, I enjoy. Um, and then obviously getting into like yourselves and the roses and, and and stuff like that. Like music's so so important for for just finding yourself, finding who oh, you are yeah. as, as a person. For, for for people of our social sort of <clears throat> circle, if you like, it's essential, isn't it? And I I do meet people that you like you said about your daddy's stuck in that eighties, but that's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He stops searching for new music. That eighties stuff gives him the stimulation he wants and the memories. Yeah, yeah. You know, it triggers all that stuff, doesn't it? I'm still searching for new stuff all the time, but yeah. I've got I've got my, you know, my memories are all here behind me in, in my record collection here, and that's I can tap into that any moment I want and listen nice. to. Mm. Uh, Love Grows by Edison Lighthouse, which still gives me goosebumps. A big pop tune, big cheesy pop yeah, tune yeah, from yeah. Like 1969. But, you know, equally, I've got the Blinders debut album up there, which I'm excited about. You know, yeah, so I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still on that journey, and I meet people sometimes. A lot of taxi drivers, and you know, it'll come up in conversation. I was I'm one of the inspirals. Oh, that was great times. That was, um, music. How shit compared to how Manchester was, and it's, it's, it's not. It's as good no, it's as it what was. What you're choosing to listen to. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you, you stop your. You stop looking. You know, so a lot of people stop looking for that new music, which is fine, but. The current, like the current Manchester music scene, it's on fire again. It's literally yeah. sparking. I've, yeah. I've just been playing um, you and artists that we're, that we're going to have on the show soon. Uh, yeah. Shotty Horror. Brilliant. Yeah, if you've heard of him, he's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Brilliant absolutely. band called the Sherlocks that are good. Yeah, the Sherlocks. They, Sheffield. They Sheffield. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many good bands there. Yeah. And, and like you say, solo artists who are just in, in, incredible. Yeah. Um, like you said, the taxi driver, like he's just <clears> stopped searching for new music do you yeah. know what I mean it's because he'll, he'll be in his car and he'll have Radio 1 on and Dua Lipa will be playing and yeah. then it'll be you know all, all these sort of corny pop artists that are making a living they're doing what they're doing and good yeah. on them but you know people who, who want real music you know they, they refuse to look any further than what's already been made do you know yeah. what I mean it's still out there if you search going back to the, the X Factor and the reality yeah, TV yeah. thing I don't mind those reality TV shows that have got an element of skill and competition. So, 
you know, Dancing on Ice, yeah. uh, Bake Off, MasterChef, X Factor, Britain's Got Talent. There's an element of yeah, there's, there's people striving to achieve something great, and and the comp. You know, there's always, we all like a competition. You're know, going back to it's a knockout or the Generation Game, or yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's always that's always been good TV, hasn't it? What what I think as well though with with stuff like maybe not I've never watched Bake Off or anything like that or like The Apprentice stuff, but X Factor is 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 held as a, is, as a competition. What I've always found with it, though, is a lot of people watch it to watch the... Like, a lot of people give up when it comes to live shows. They only mm. watch the interviews, uh, the auditions, sorry, because they know that there's going to be a really, really crap guy who can't sing. And I I can't help but feel massively sorry for them people. There's nothing worse than, you know, th- th- them people genuinely think they can sing and, and, and you know, can fair play to, him. to look stupid. And the yeah. purpose... And I think I that stems back... Has been... I think that stems back, though, again, to, you know, almost gladiatorial days almost you know the Romans like feeding you know yeah, people yeah, to yeah. lions and it is you know Simon Cowell Mel B whoever, whoever hosts it now, uh, judges it now they're the lions it's they're sat point, there yeah, yeah. judging you and I think yeah. there's something within yeah. I think that's what why reality TV does so well I think there's something within the human spirit that likes to see um, things go wrong yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. It, so it, like it, Love it, Island it, you're watching it and you're thinking I hope they have an argument I hope, I, he, I, I hope he goes I, on in tonight. I, I don't I, know how people like Channel 4 do this thing. <clears throat> that un, Have you seen the undateables? Yeah, see, we used to watch That's that. That's mind-blowing. Like, I, I, I don't know how, like, people, uh, there's viral videos that go around of these people who are obviously having, have got learning difficulties or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're being made fun of. I think the show itself doesn't set up to do that, but I think the, there's, there's certain elements of the audience who, who take it that way. And it's such a horrible shame. But it's, it's that, it's the human, it's the, again, people want to see, people, yeah. laugh at the people. So you what do you call them? Silent snipers? I, yeah, uh, spirit snipers. Spirit That's it, snipers. Yeah. That's, uh, Rich Ashcroft used that phrase recently. But um, see, we watched Undatables, and I can honestly say, you know, and on our, I was always watching it on their side. Come yeah, on, yeah, come same, on, come same. on, come yeah, on, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, you know what I mean? Don't, yeah. not, not like, look at that. Yeah, do you know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. It was always the other... And, you know, me, me and my wife do like a giggle. We've got very peculiar sense of humour at times. Of course, people have, yeah. You have, especially yeah, with yeah. You, you know, your, your partner in life. Like that. But watching Undateables was always, always... And I'd always end up fucking crying at the end with yeah, happiness yeah. or yeah. sadness one way so, or another. So, yeah, yeah, it's such a beautiful show when when yeah, when yeah the audience yeah. is taking it. Yeah. I, I, I hope Channel... Is it Channel 4? Channel 4. Um, I've, have, have put it out there to be made. But, yeah, like you say, there is there is them sort of spirits. Yeah, yeah the knobheads on Facebook who were who 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 writing comments and... You know, putting things over the top of it and making videos go viral. Yeah, and it's, it's disgusting, really, isn't it? But then again, it's people getting pleasure from other people's misfortunes. Mm. Yeah, and there is, I like that what you said about it. It's a primal thing, and it's like yeah. people used to love going out watching somebody get hung, didn't they? Yeah, not, exactly. not that long ago, really. Yeah, yeah, hundred exactly. years ago. Well, it's like if you're next, if 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 over the road here, if if you saw a, a police van turn up. Yeah. You'd be out your window, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, I'd be back exactly. like, you know, You'd be like, yeah, right, yeah. okay, see what's going on there. You might love your neighbours <laughs> over the road, but there's something just in you that just yeah. just makes you kind of twitch at your curtains, like, oh, I wonder what they've done. Oh, they're getting in trouble. And it's it's a sad reality, really, I think. And, and I think that's why I do. That's what that's my take on it. I think that's why reality TV does so well, because yeah. even when I, like say, I was watching Love Island with my missus, I'm watching it and I'm I am genuinely thinking like, there's nice bits. There's like, oh, you know, them two are, are becoming a couple. I think Danny Dyer's daughter 
um, be- became a couple early on, and it's nice to see this love two story of them unfold. Have you just got married. Oh, right. really? From from this series? Two series ago. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. So, and I only know that because one of my friends is friends with him and went to. Ah, him. right. So, so I mean, that that's nice. Like it, that's yeah, nice. Like you're yeah. seeing a love story. Like OK Magazine are all over it. Oh yeah, of course. Every magazine and they well, made a TV was, show out of it. And, what was the famous you know what one? I mean? Was um, uh, from Jungle? Want the uh, Peter Andre and Katie, and Katie Price. Price? Like yeah. I remember watching that. I was about. I must have been about twelve. Stream the wedding online. And like, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they fell in. Like, I remember watching that, and it, and it was, it was like watching, it was watching love. I mean, it was, hmm. it was, it was the rawest form, I guess, of, of, of watching love. You know, like, you know, Shakespeare's wrote Romeo and Juliet and tried to portray that and, and done it well, and countless rom coms and beautiful movies made out and stuff. But does watching it unfold in reality? make it better obviously since then like you say then they cashed in on it kind of thing which was yeah it. and two, people do sorry Matt, go on, two, two things one is what the public don't always see yeah of course is they might see the man and woman falling in love or the, the kid singing a great song but behind the scenes what the public don't see is the, the hundreds of thousands of pounds that are being made exactly by people you know the OK Magazine Hello Magazine Simon yeah. Cowell's companies so that's probably part of what pisses me off about the whole thing yeah yeah, um, people getting rich off other people's misfortune. Well, not, not, even, not even. It's like the all, the all um, essence of it. Like Big Brother, for example. It's not to entertain us by watching people in a psychological mm. experiment. It's somebody making fucking millions of pounds exactly. behind all yeah, that. It's exactly. all the business. It and you don't, you don't always get to see that, do you? As the man in the but street. But then again, you know, you you've made some absolutely amazing beautiful music and songs that you'd say will be listened to for as long as they'll be humans but there's somebody at that record label again that's not that asked about the music and he's probably there for the the, the wedge I whoever's think, at the top is yeah. like probably you know oh great band but with a band like in spirals it's it, it's not the case we, we are with mute records still 50 50 split whatever yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. we are on a great deal because we're from that um that very indie do-it-yourself sort of... Yeah. But yeah, the, some of the big pop acts, the big pop acts again, you know, the, I was reading today about the, uh, what they call the K-pop uh, sensation. It's gone huge, hasn't it, K-pop? Yeah, BTS or something, or BHS, or, I don't know what it's called. What's but, K-pop? Uh, Korean pop oh, music. Oh, I know Yeah, you mean. K-pop. I know you mean, Somebody yeah. said to me, have you, um, have you heard of this K-pop, Clint? I think and I said, no, but cereals. have you got any? I thought it was drugs. That's what you were ketamine or something, sounds all right. Here's um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, but I was reading about these. I think it's like a seven-piece teen band yeah. from Korea. Yeah. And they're called BTS, BHS, B, I don't know, they call something like that. But I'm look, reading and looking at the pictures of them and it's like, oh, you can tell there's a lot of money behind it. Yeah. Every mm. picture's completely styled. Well, you know, yeah, they're, they're literally moulded into whatever their record. Yeah. And I was thinking mm. they're probably not getting a lot of money, the kids <laughs> yeah. in the band. Yeah, yeah. They, they're probably not getting, they'll be getting a couple hundred quid a week each of it. Yeah, yeah. And the big yeah. money will be going somewhere it's, else. It's amazing how their lifestyles, like, we were touching on a Justin Bieber thing. I've got, a, I've got a massive interest in his life, like, I, because I, I mean, I, I've been to the, I went and what I've seen all his, his films that he's made about his life. Yeah. And I genuinely believe that his record label and Scooter Braun have, they got a little boy. It was yeah. thirteen, I think, when he did his when he released that. Did baby he start track. on YouTube and stuff? Yeah. So basically, this I'm not, don't want to make the podcast about Bieber, but <laughs> he basically did a video. Again. Put, his mum put it online. Scooter Braun had seen it. Went over and said, "Right, come to, to come over to America and do this thing with um, who was it? Uh, Usher or something like that." Yeah, it was. Yeah. Did, 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 a, yeah. did a couple of tracks and then they released Baby. And overnight, he's he based, when he signed that tr- contract, that was his soul. 
His, his whole life just became about what his fans wanted him to be and about what Scooter Braun and Usher yeah. wanted him to be. It's, and now... Let me just interrupt. I've just got an Amazon at the door. I'll be right oh, with yeah, you. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. We'll uh, we'll rec- we'll stop there and we'll pick up in a. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, uh, you, yeah, you got your Amazon package. We're it back. Was Amazon, just, uh, oh, just post. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good, though, isn't um, it? Yeah, yeah where, where we were then with, with Justin Bieber and stuff. So, I, I think... With things like that, and it's kind of the same again. Going back to reality TV stars, you sell your soul, don't you? It, uh, well, not just that, but like, so he's a he's a kid, and he's 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 creative. Obviously, he's but making he's his so own YouTube videos. Like, and I that. love that film you took. Yeah, yeah, the first film. I don't know what it's called. What was the big film that he yeah. did? Yeah, I think it's called Believe or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. Yeah, and yeah. I watched that, and I thought it was amazing. What a great story! Yeah. He's so talented, proud. like on the drums at the age of like bib. six. <laughs> but what <laughs> what honestly, he man. hasn't had, and and what. Again, like we're saying, these, these the, a lot of these reality TV stars haven't had before. They kind of, bam, you're famous. Mm. You know, I can imagine yourself. You've played in the arse end of nowhere before. You've made it big. Grimsby. You've, yeah. you've, you say before <laughs> you played in Grimsby. <laughs> but you know, that's like with me and you. We we were picked up young, but mm. we've, you know, we've kind of grafted still. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, yeah, and you know, yeah. but like you know, and we we you know, this is England, amazing, and it's done well, but. You know, we didn't we didn't get dropped into the fucking Transformers franchise or something where no. we're instantly mega stars overnight. Yeah. So, do you reckon that's 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 something that that you need um, is for musician or you know think it? No, no. Is that something that that makes you um, a better musician to to go or, or you know to to have that experience of playing in a, a working man's club to maybe three people? I think it's. I think what you're saying is like my journey was I was 25 when I joined the Inspirals. Yeah, I was 30 when I did Top of Pops the first time. So I was quite five years. I was then. an old starter for for a bloke in an indie yeah. band. Um, but that meant before the band started, I'd been in shit jobs. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. I didn't want to go back to. Um, and that makes you want it more. It oh yeah, it, and yeah. I, I, well, it makes you protect it more. So mm. I, ne- I never took it for granted when the Inspirals were you know at the top of our game. I never took it for granted. You know, I, I always appreciated that. There's a real world out there. Exactly. I'd rather not go back to cutting sheet metal in a factory in Oldham. Mm. Um, sort of thing. So I always 
appreciated what I had. I didn't, I didn't, you know, treat people badly through my career with the Inspirals. Um, and in terms of the success that I've had, because it's gradual, it means that like I still do a lot of DJ. I can DJ to like thousands of people yeah, most yeah, weekends, yeah, yeah. and I'll you know I'll be shouting at them on the mic, and we'll be dancing, you know. So I'm still I, I'm very much in that uh, world of entertaining yeah. a, a mass of people. Um, but when you start that journey as a little nipper, like Bieber or Michael Jackson did, yeah, yeah, you, you don't get that chance to be an adult in the real world. No, you, you, you don't just, get to you, learn, you don't get to make you. I and Amy Winehouse is I think a massive. Um, um, a good um, advocate. Yeah, yeah. Well, so if you, if you think so, she was twenty five when she when she died. She was every time she made a mistake that any twenty one, twenty two year old would make. Oh yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the papers, yeah. everywhere, and the whole world was judging her for the mistakes that she made. Whereas, if you can't if you can't make these mistakes and do the things that every twenty year old should do. Without the whole world judging you, do you know what I mean? Like you, and you can't, you can't learn. You can't learn because the whole you've got the pressure of the whole world on your shoulders, and I, I, I think it's wrong. That and it's getting more so now as well, and it's getting harder yeah. social harder, media, I guess. Like, it's, You know, someone's. I think one of the One Direction lads was having having a, a spliff in Amsterdam or something like where it was completely legal. And the, the the whole world blew up because of it, and it's like mm, crazy, isn't it? Nineteen year old lad, if he wants to have a spliff, let him have a fucking spliff. Imagine yeah, that yeah. back in the, back in your My day in the, in the Manchester scene. I'm just so grateful. <laughs> Imagine you lot if Snapchat was a thing. Oh, we, it would have changed <laughs> exactly. the, everything. Yeah, because it, when like we were, we were so we're almost invisible in some ways. When we were out of the country back then, you know, I'm talking early nineties, and mm. we were touring the world. You, people in England just didn't know what you were up to unless they read yeah. it in the NME. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We were touring America before mobile phones. So yeah. if you wanted to yeah, phone yeah. home, phone your mum and dad, you'd have to wait till you, you'd either find a little phone box and have 50 25 cent pieces because you'd be pumping them in yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Or you'd get to an hotel and make a reverse charge call to England and, uh, you know, via the <laughs> yeah. operator. Yeah, your mum and dad pick call. Up. Yeah. Send home and Well, that's how it was. And you'd, you'd write letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd yeah, write yeah. letters. You know, you'd, you'd mm. get a letter from a fan in Japan and she'd written it. A week before, or whatever. Yeah. And you write back. So a week later, she'd get a reply if she was lucky. Um, and that's how it was then. So you were so off the radar. Mm. Yeah. And you got, you know, people, I'm just probably most bands touring the world back then were doing the same shit that we yeah, were doing. And, yeah. and before that, in the 80s, the 70s, and 60s. And yeah, if social media had been a thing then, fucking hell, we'd have been in Mate, trouble. Honestly, it's, it's amazing. Like, we were speaking about this in, um, in the technology. Um, uh, episode, podcast yeah. episode one which go and listen to if you've not heard it I've heard it it's good um, so <laughs> yeah. there's now nice these things you, obviously are you aware of Snapchat you know what Snapchat is I know what it is but don't use it so now there's glasses available so right. glasses like, like what Andy's wearing now yeah. and you can press a button yeah. on the side of these glasses and there's and a camera records. in them yeah. so we can, re- we can record this conversation now or put it out live through my glasses yeah, yeah. yeah. well that's what Across I think them. it does yeah. Yeah. oh my god imagine yeah. that like on tour with Ian Brown and you guys <laughs> oh no. It's um, exactly, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, no, absolutely not. not, and that's it's amazing how much the world has changed, and people love to see for celebrities fail, yeah. don't they? Yeah, exactly, and, and, and like it. you say, they pick it up straight yeah. away. It's and just it's sad, really, isn't it? Because it is, it's um, you can't enjoy yourself, you can't live your life. People's careers end like that just because of mm. one mistake. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone makes mistakes, I don't and again, who you are. I think that's going back again because a lot of a lot of these reality stars, especially um, in the past sort of five years or so. Are all they're, they're all picked, hand-picked mm. now by producers because they're already very popular on Instagram yeah. and things like that, especially, again, Love Island. 
And then we were talking last night, weren't we? Because obviously me and Tom will do a bit of DJing. We've, 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 we've sort of come on, done bits with yourself and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that because we've found another creative outlet that we love and it's nice and it's it's an excuse to see each other. But we've been asked a few times to go and do what they call... get married? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We should, shouldn't we? Should, should divorce. That's what we're getting. Yeah. Um, we, you know... Uh, <laughs> we're, not allowed, we're not allowed to do it in churches yet, though. Yeah. So we're waiting for that. Um, well, I wouldn't anyway. Um, but, you know, we've been asked a few times to do, like, PAs, where mm. oh. if, if the listeners don't know, you basically turn up to a Personal club, appearance. you get paid... Sometimes obscene amounts of money yeah. for, for what you do. Well, all the time obscene amounts of money for what you do when you go into a club. And we've always been like, no, no. But a lot of these people, again, come out of Love Island stuff and then that's how they earn hmm. their living for the rest of, until until Mate, they fade. from Geordie Shaw drives around in a <clears throat> fucking Ferrari. I see. And he's bought his wife a Range Rover Sport for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. And his house is ridiculous. And it's like... All PAs all, and stuff and like he, that. He, yeah. He'd probably doing, you know, three or four PAs a night, earning two, three grand for a couple of hours and, and he's earning two or three of them so he's earning probably six, seven grand a night. Unbelievable. Now people have been clever with that. Like he's been, he's got his money and he hasn't wasted it all and spunked it all at the wall. He's put it into a business. He's got a clothing line. He's got a clothing right? line he's now and now he's not enjoyed his show anymore. He doesn't do his PAs but he's earning money other ways and he's he's done the right thing. It's turned into something good, yeah. He's yeah. turned into yeah. something good. And, and it's, uh, what is it, um, was it the only way is Essex when that first came on? I don't know if it's the same anymore, but I'm sure they only used to get like they get like they just got a day rate a day. of fifty quid a day to film. Wow. Um, but they're earning five grand a night from the PA. Exactly, right, okay. exactly. Yeah. But you it's amazing saying? how people will pay money to go to a club just to catch a glimpse of them, like mm. like what you do and what we do. We'll go to a club and we'll DJ, mm. so we're playing the tunes that we love and we're playing the tunes that everyone else loves, and we'll grab the bottle of vodka. We'll go in the crowd and we'll get pissed with everyone. Whereas I can't understand the people who will go to a nightclub. I, I was saying to, to Andy that I got mistakenly roped into one of them. I thought it was a DJ night in Hull. And it turned out, and I went into the DJ box and the resident DJ was like, I don't know what you're on about. I'm DJing all night. And then the guy, the club owner, came up to me and said, oh no, you're just going to stand in front of that backdrop all night. And there's okay. going to be a formal, uh, people are going to form an orderly queue, single file to have a photo with you. And and I did the first couple, and I grabbed my bottle of vodka and bullshit, mate. I said, I'm, yeah. I'm going out there with my bottle of vodka, and I'm off to fucking get pissed with everyone. <laughs> I'm not letting people queue up for a photo. No. Fuck that. It's not. I mean? It's just a bit. For me, it's a bit almost degrading. Like I, yeah. I, like you know, I, I I enjoy going out and DJing. Like I say, I remember one of the first ones that me and you did, and someone tweeted me saying. Loved watching you pretend to DJ tonight, mate. And I was like, yeah. no, no, I, I was. Buried sniper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think this guy had seen so many of these, like, PAs and stuff in his in his time. Mm. And because a lot of them do, I remember, I can't remember who said it to me now, but when I started doing the DJing, someone was like, another actor friend uh, was like, oh, I've just got a CD, I go in, I put it on, and I just look like I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, whoa, that. nah, like, this is a chance for me to learn a new craft. And yeah. I'm going to take that on yeah. with everything. I mean, you did, we, we proper, yeah. you know, we started, we couldn't do anything, but it's, I just, yeah, for me, it's so alien again to, yeah. to just turn up to a club and that. And it's, yeah, no, I, I love the DJing because you're doing some, and there's something special about music that I, I, you know, when you was a kid, maybe, maybe a bit before your time, no offense, but you know, when, like when we was a kid, you would, you get the speaker and you'd be sat around, you'd be sat around at a party yeah, and the yeah. speaker would come to you and you'd get to plug it into your phone and you'd get to put one song on and it's yeah, like, right, yeah. here's my time, I could put a good... And you put a track on and everyone's like, wow, what a tune. Yeah, yeah. Like, that. When you do that in a DJ, or like when you do it at the house party tent at Kendall Calling and you've got 2,000 people buzzing off your yeah. music, you're like, there's no better feeling than that. Yeah. It's a great feeling. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably... People said to me, do you not miss 
being out with the Inspirals because Inspirals is completely not happening at the moment. Obviously, we lost yeah. our drummer Craig a couple of years ago. So, yeah, yeah. but people said, "Do you miss it?" You know that that buzz, and I don't miss it because I'm, I still get it from, yeah, de- get from it. DJing, DJing yeah. from being on the radio every day. Because you know a lot of being in a pop, <laughs> being a pop group when you're established and up there and successful, you're getting your ego stroked all the time. Yeah, of course. And that's probably part of why I wanted to do it in the first place as a kid. You know what I mean? But being on the radio five six days a week gives me some of that buzz. DJing four or five times a week to a lot of people gives me. A, a lot of that buzz is that how often you're DJing four or five times a week some weeks Sometimes. I'll do four or five sets so like I've got a set tomorrow night I've got two sets on Saturday night this week two different gigs yeah. some weeks I've got five six events yeah, yeah, in the, yeah. as well as being on the radio six days a week wow. and homeschooling kids and all this business yeah, and yeah, feeding yeah. all my animals but, it's, um, <laughs> but I still get I'm that I was in for a podcast yeah you know what it's, <laughs> but it's like, it's like I'm dead lucky that I wake up every day and I think about what I've got to do and it's all dead positive stuff yeah, man, I that I used that. to dream about love doing. Exactly. You know, I'm a musician. That. I'm working on music now for another project that I'll tell you about another time, but I'm writing songs and recording songs nice, now. Nice, man. Some of the best stuff I've ever done. Wow, and it's not yeah. inspiring. It's something completely different that's probably the most exciting thing I've ever worked on. Oh, and when it comes, exciting. when it gets to the next stage, you'll be the first to know about that. But, um, so I'm, I'm still making music. I'm DJing. I'm, Love, I love records still. I love, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got a big stack of vinyl behind me. I, I love there's something about the vinyls. Yeah. I've got a mate who's 23 and he's buzzing off vinyls, like you know, they, they was having a big revival at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, yeah it's, it's massive, bigger than ever. Now, yeah, yeah. Te- yeah. Was it Tesco started selling them again? Not yeah, a lot of supermarkets, a lot of places selling vinyl again now. What do you think about that? Like supermarkets jumping on selling them and stuff because I saw money in it, that's why they're doing it. You know, what? I, I'm one of these, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm quite a positive person about. I always find positives in whatever it is. Yeah. So there, there is an argument that Tesco selling vinyl is going to hurt the little record shops. But I like it that some little kid will be like, Mum, what's this? Yeah. What's this big yeah. fucking picture this, here? Yeah. With something inside it. And it's and you open it up and it's just this beautiful artwork. And it's just that. It'll, it'll be a lot of kids' first introduction to vinyl will be in yeah. Morrison's or Tesco's. Yeah, or and then I reckon... And, and they're selling, like, Ed Sheeran Divide. Yeah, exactly. Vinyl. And then so then they're They're, they're looking... not selling In Spirals or they're not selling Ian Brown or, you know, it's all yeah. the sort of mainstream yeah. music that's on the radio that they're just banging onto a vinyl. Mm. These yeah, that's what I mean. So then I guess they'll then go to the smaller... Start digging deeper, yeah, don't you? Yeah, going yeah, looking you for further afield for it. That's yeah. uh, what I hope is going to happen uh, yeah. as a result of... Uh, Tesco selling vinyl, and I do occasionally. You know, I'll be walking through them. I think fucking rumours, fourteen quid. I'm having that. Yeah, right? yeah. Even though I've already got it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, yeah. I I love going to Piccadilly Records. That's my yeah, yeah. It's great record show. shop of choice. Partly because I know the staff. I know Andy McQueen, who's worked in there for like thirty years, and all Laura. You know, these are people that are friends that I've made over the years, and they're just selling every record that I need to get hold of. And I go in a lot of junk shops as well, like second-hand shops. And yeah, is that the one that we was... That's, yeah, it's the one where we did a photo. shoot with um, yeah, Scott's. Yeah, yeah, quality. Yeah. We popped in Piccadilly. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quality record shop. You know, it's worth mentioning when we're talking about the um, reality TV, which is why we originally started. That, that school in Salford that's been on uh, is it called the Educating Greater Manchester yeah there's been a few series of a couple of series of it but it's ended ended up a bit weird now hasn't it because I I, when I did see it when it was happening a couple of years ago I thought it can't be right that putting cameras into a school it's not it's only going to unbalance everything 
in that, <coughs> the kids are aware of those cameras, even though it's like fly on the wall, yeah, the big fucking cameras are aware. So the kids yeah. are aware of it. Boom, boom so they're going, stood there yeah, they're going to start acting different. The teachers are suddenly going to start coming out a little bit and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. doing a little song and dance for the kids. Aren't I a great teacher? So it, I'm not saying that that's, you know, it's well, but maybe it is wrong in a school environment. I think so, yeah. Cause it, and it's proven that that's what's happened, hasn't it? Because it's, oh, it's it? all gone a bit tits up, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get too involved in the details here, but it's been, I think the, the head teacher's been suspended because there's some discrepancy in the um, administration side of things. But it's like, how much did the TV involvement destabilise that school's uh, Yeah, kids are so running. sensitive, aren't they? Like, <clears throat> yeah. Which is why I think even with school, we, like we we was we've just we did a podcast this morning, and when when we'd stopped recording, we got chatting about education, and how he said that he thought education was overrated in the terms that you can learn. I, I mean, I think in year ten or year eleven, they should be teaching you how to do like tax returns, and yeah. they should be teaching you important lifestyle things. Not, you know, sometimes you, there's a lot of bullshit that they teach you in school mm. that you don't necessarily need to. To know, do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, we homeschool. I mentioned it to you before that we've been homeschooling our boys now for five or six years. Mm. Um, so bear in mind, they're eight, eleven, fourteen. The yeah. eight-year-old's never been to school. He was born upstairs in our bedroom oh, nice, in water, man. independent wow. midwife, and he's he's Cassius on that he met with the the long blonde. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. like he's a sunshine on on a pair of skinny legs. He, he's just, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's like a sunshine child. He's untouched by the system. Yeah, yeah. He's completely untouched by society. He's just we, we are raising him the way that we think a child should be raised. Yeah. yeah the older two were in school and we took them out. And it's not us kicking against the system. It's just that we we'd always liked the idea of homeschooling. Yeah. yeah. And we'd never really had the opportunity for one reason or another. It never really the the, the, the lay lines weren't right. And then about five or six years ago um, a couple of things happened that made us say, right, now's the time to homeschool. We, yeah. lost, we lost a baby, which was oh, sorry, quite sorry, quite public at the time. I mean, she was born um, a month early. She lived for, so she was born three months early. She lived for one month. Oh, and once we got over the, well, the, the immediate trauma of that, which was like a year later, a year and a half, maybe two years later, when we came out of that, that combined with the fact that my job was steady again. I mean, we earn enough yeah. money where my wife doesn't need to work. And we're just in a position where we just thought, let's try this homeschooling thing. Mm. When you've lost a child, you just want to be with your children. I was just every minute, that, yeah. every fucking minute, you know. Yeah, so yeah. that was the main reason to me why we, we decided now is the time to try homeschooling. And we're fortunate that the UK is quite liberally minded about homeschooling at the moment. That's really good because because yeah. there is you know you get there's a lot of stuff always in the press isn't it, about taking kids out on holidays. Yeah, so it's nice to know that it, it was easy once we decided we wanted to do it. We got we got good support from the school that the kids were at. And from Stockport Council, there's a good support group around here. You know, there's a, there's one guy who's based at Stockport Council who is, is there to facilitate the OMED community with whatever yeah. information they might need. So we've been dead lucky and we've enjoyed the journey up to now of, um, like I said, five or six years of homeschooling. It's, yeah, and the kids are all journey. happy as well. And that's, that's yeah. the main thing. And, and like you said, it's given them a chance to to be creative. Like you said, that, that, that you know, they're all on the bass and beatboxing and the dancing. Yeah. I think school can sometimes get in the way yeah. if, if you're creative, especially yeah, if you've man, got definitely. something so young. I mean, I was 13 when I first started doing what I do. And not that it got in the way, but it, it did sort of become an issue that, I, you know, if I wanted to be, I, I won an award in New York, like we were saying, and I wasn't allowed to go to meet De Niro for him to hand me this award because I had a little exam and it's like, pfft, 
I mean, I'd have got more from being in New York, meeting people like that. And 100%. Th- and and also, in a the, the school, if the news story had been the letting this kid go to New York, da da da, it would give the school a lot more credibility. They'd yeah, have benefited exactly. from it. You can yeah. do your exam a bit later. I'm going to have to take your picture there. You can use this in your podcast, but yeah. you sat there in front of Tony, <laughs> Tony Wilson. Wilson. It was a great picture. <laughs> He's so nice. Get Andy here in, in, front the, in, front in front of the, of the lizard. <laughs> <laughs> so you can use them. I'll send them both to you. But, uh, yeah, they're I brilliant. didn't even clap there. I've got Tony on the wall. Yeah, there. big Tony there. He's uh, the omnipresent Tony Wilson. Nice, yeah, big, man. That's beautiful. Big part man. of this uh, story. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, going on that, like, you know, I'm, I'm a big thingy like my little girl's just started nursery now um, and we've, we've been saying for years now like oh can't wait to take her to like Disney World and that because we love it or stuff so like that important and, 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 so and um, the school um, she goes to like this nice little nursery in, in Trafford and they're like look there's a waiting list so if your kids aren't in then you know it's, it's one of them like we're not you know they, they'll offer up spaces and stuff so it's, it's quite threatening it's like oh well I want to take my kid to Disney World, man. Mm. She's 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 four. Mm. I want to see Elsa and Anna and a little face light up. And I want to take her travelling. Yeah, I do. I, I you know I think travel broadens the mind. And, yeah. and, and especially at a young age, like I want her to see the world and yeah, different to cultures. do that for in a in a six week period in the summer where sky uh, prices skyrocket. It's just so hard. And yeah, unachievable for a lot of people, and it's a shame. Like. Mm. Well, what you're doing, mate, is, is amazing. Like, you well, know, for me, it started with because I was brought up very working class family. <coughs> we had a corner shop. Uh, I was born in 1959. Went to grammar school. Oh, I was born. Yeah, so wow. I'll be 60 next year. So from 1970 to 75, I was in an old boys grammar school because I did yeah. really well in my 11 plus sort mm. of thing. Um, and it wasn't a, the right environment for me. It was all boys. It was 50 percent of the teachers were these religious uh, brothers, uh, the Delasal brothers. Mm. We were like monks, pretty much. Um, but there was this... It was very fashionable then to just fucking whip kids for... You know, if you laughed in class, oh, if you yeah. burped in class, if you got caught with chewing... You'd be getting fucking whipped physically across the hand or across the arse. So it was like for five years. And of course, me being the extrovert, bloody potential entertainer, I wanted to make people laugh all the yeah, time. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I think to... we're pretty much all, all in yeah. that yeah. same... So I was getting punished. There. I probably got punished. To say I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't a violent kid. I wasn't a nasty kid. I was polite... I was getting whipped a Jeez. few times a week, you know, across the arse for making my mates laugh. For expressing your... your for expressing yeah. me, 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 me you're, you're out of inside. Well, that's... Yeah. And it's like, so, so that five years, I didn't I didn't do that well in my exams either. I didn't realise how much I, I didn't like school until I left. I went to art college, which was completely the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Rochdale Art College. And, and that was 1975. And it was just this... Suddenly, these adults that were teaching us were encouraging me to do the things that I used to get punished for. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It'd be yeah. like, yeah. you want to do music, do some music. This is a thing, a brand new instrument, and it's called a synthesizer. Nobody knew what one was, and we had one at college, and I'd be playing on that. Nice. Wee! Whoa! <laughs> 1975, that was. Yeah. And then, you know, here's a big fucking stupid camera. This is called video technology. And we went out into Rochdale making films. This massive camera with a big umbilical and a belt full of batteries. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's video yeah, yeah. technology in its infancy. And I was being trusted to just go and dick about in, in Rochdale making these mad yeah. films. That's so important, man. Because like, like you say, you know, you, you've not done this for, for your kids because you're fighting against the system. But we were talking earlier off mic, like, I think the, the system is broken. That the, the, the school system as it is, is is about 150 or something years old now. It's, it's a Victorian idea of, 
children sit, listen, learn from books and listen and learn and listen and the bell rings and it's change class and the bell rings and it's lunch yeah. and it's 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 conditioning to, to be working in factories, yeah. which is fine for a hundred years ago when, when, you know, the main and, and I'm sure like, you know, your your mum and dad's um era and stuff and even like our mum and dad's era a bit, you know, that that was what you did. You yeah. left school, yeah. you worked in a factory. It doesn't cater for one, it never catered for people like ourselves who are extroverts and we want to create. Yeah. But nowadays it's not school for robots. What what factory now has got men, has got people in it? Yeah, and at what point <laughs> is somebody what what going mean? to turn around and question it? Or at what point will society change it? Because big changes do happen in this, yeah, oh, mate, in this yeah. day and age. Yeah. You, know, like you can't smoke in a venue anymore. Who did yeah. dreamt of that 20 years ago? <laughs> exactly. So what I'm saying is um, the education system as it stands, and I'm not anti it, I'm just fortunate that we've been able to step yeah. out of it. But it might not be the right way of doing it. No, and hundred yeah. years from now, we might look back on this year and say, "Can you believe that this is how they used to they educate used to do kids that, yeah. in a class of thirty or forty, yeah, or whatever?" Yeah. Um, the big key to my story was while well, I was at art college. That's when punk happened. So yeah. December '76, Sex Pistols played the Electric Circus in Manchester, and I was there, bang on the punk right when it happened. I was right seventeen, place, right time, and it was like, "Fucking hell, this is my this is where right my place journey at the right starts." Time. Yeah, and that. That moment, and I always say this, I say it on a weekly basis to people, the, the repercussions of that, the, the shockwaves, if you like, of that moment is this, you know, it's me yeah, sat here now doing this because I followed my dream after art college. With two I mean, other lads who've done the set. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm privileged that you're here with me, you know, kindred spirits, my kids are out there where millions of other kids are in school, they're out there yeah. doing their thing, whether it's golf, photography, Bass guitar, drawing pictures, raising animals. I was just going to say, like, feeding all the pets. It's like that, that's Cassius. He's the one that wants all the pets. He's the one. He, yeah, he's yeah. the one that wants all these rabbits and guinea pigs and all this. So that's part of his thing. It's what he does, you know. And then you know, um, Hector, who you met with the beautiful blonde. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've going to comment. On he's that, a brilliant yeah. photographer. He's like he's into his photography and golf nice. as well as studying. Yeah. And they wouldn't get that in school. They'd be sat doing English and, and which obviously English and, and and maths and stuff is important. And I'm sure you you look after that. But we do, yeah. You are take pick up a camera, mate. You do that, and yes. Yeah. And it's it's, it's us as parents and as human beings doing what you would have done two thousand years ago. You, you'd yeah. have them kids un, under your wing all yeah. day. Yeah, do, you'd yeah. be looking after them, and you know I'm going to go out in a bit and earn some money. In the meantime, my wife's going to be with them and nurture them more, and yeah, yeah. And then I'll come back with the money, and we'll have some great times over the weekend. And so it's it's quite it's quite a, a primal thing, really. It is, it's like it so. Is. Why should I just? fire them off into yeah. the system for you need to six find or seven hours a day. Good at. I know we're running out of time, but you, you need to find what your kids are good at. And when you find what they're good at, just let them just do it as much as they possibly want to do it. Like, yeah. imagine, like, imagine if Lionel Messi, imagine if, if his parents turned around and said, oh no, you, you, you're, not to play, yeah. you're not going out to play football because you've got yeah. to go to school. Get a you, proper job. And yeah, yeah, get a proper job. It's I've heard like, that a few times. My dad used to that to me. Yeah, my dad used well, yeah. to say. I say it to my little brother who's four. Yeah. He's, like he'll watch his films and I'll go, do you, do you know when you watch your films, like, do you understand what I do as a job? He just goes, why don't you get a proper job? Like, <laughs> but yeah, you, you need to find something you're good at from a young age and yeah. your parents should be there to encourage it. Yeah. Not necessarily at school learning things that you don't yeah. need to be learning. My dad used to always that. When are you going to get a proper job? <laughs> and then, you know, it, they never stopped me doing what I wanted to do. I'll no. give them that. My mum's still around. She's doing great. But um, yeah, they always, you know, when I got into music, they didn't, Try and stop me doing it, and that's amazing. At the time, they didn't because we won't be sat here with you. Yeah, talking. The, the thing is that they never saw me do it. when we were doing the pubs in Oldham and then cl small clubs in Manchester. They never came to any gigs. The first gig they saw us do 
was in 1990, we played GMEX, which is oh, now Manchester yeah. Central, 11,000 people. And we were the headline band. And it was the same year we did Top of the Pops around that time. That's the first time. Mum and Dad sat in the stand and I could see them from the stage. And oh, it's mate. like 11,000 people singing songs I'd written in my bedroom in their house. Nice. Do you know what I mean? In Oldham. Nice. And it's you could it's... see it in the faces. And, you know, it's, it's one of my proudest moments, I think. Oh, Amazing, man. Well, that's, that's yeah. a brilliant Perfect way to end the podcast. Yeah. Well, you've got a... Nearly started crying then. <laughs> <laughs> mate, Clint, thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. Um, we can do it again whenever you want. Amazing. Thank Perfect. you. Yeah, nice one, mate. Brilliant. Boone Army. That was Clint Boone with um, his overrated subject, which was reality TV. As uh, as Thomas said, Thomas, Thomas, look Thomas. at that, Thomas. Start calling him Andrew. I know, yeah. As Tomo said, um, something that he agrees with, and I I agree with to to a massive extent. I'm, you know, guilty of uh, of, of partaking in, in in the watching of it a little bit at times, but um, aren't we all? Um, but yeah, no, again, that was probably, for me, one of the nicest interviews that we've... Uh, Tomo's just taking a picture right now. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, probably one of the, uh, the, the just the nice, nicest interviews that we've done with such a guy who's... You have reservations about people. Uh, not, not reservations about people, but, you know... They they always say to you don't meet your heroes and when you meet someone who you've 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 grown up listening to, um and I've met him a few times we've met him a couple of times that we pre the podcast but yeah you know we've we've never actually sat down properly and had a chat with him normally when we meet him we're in you know a, a loud place um yeah. I've texted him a few times and stuff so Ooh, got Clint's boom number but, you know we're cool like that no but um <laughs> you know and he is just a nice guy and it's it's just a testament to himself you know it was, it was just really lovely and also. <laughs> Halfway through that, we should have said this at the beginning. Um, halfway through that chat, we cut unexpectedly. Yeah. Did we? Did we? Did we stop running? I stopped recording. Oh. Yeah. I thought it would have been a while. I should have kept uh, it going. Yeah, you really. Should. You didn't so miss. Basically, much. he said, "Oh, Mike's at the door." Didn't he? he said, "Mike." Oh, Mike, Mike's... Uh, me door. Amazon. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he said, oh, Mike's... At the oh, door. Like, and you went, oh, it's an Amazon package. Ah, right, So, okay. I mean, he's the kind of guy that knows his Amazon guy by first name terms, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. And then yeah. he went, no, it was, me, it was me postman, and then said yeah. his name, didn't he, which is cool. See, I hate my postman, because he only ever brings me bills. Does he? So, all he ever brings me... My missus goes mad at me, because I order Amazon packages all the time. Oh, really? Even all... shit you don't need? Just Prime, man. Amazon Prime you know what, is dangerous. what, my brother Matty, he, he went through a phase <clears> of... Um, so I sat at home one day, yeah. me and Charles, on our afternoon off. And he gets a knock at the door and it's and someone had dropped off a package and Charles like, have you ordered it off Amazon? And I don't even know how to do that. So I'm like, no, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. She opens it and it's like a swimming cap. And I'm like, Sh-. so we didn't know what it was. Next couple of days, um, what came? Like some egg poachers came. <laughs> and we're like, what the... F-? She's like, I'm like, baby, are you doing this to sort of mess with my egg? <laughs> Next thing we had like toothpicks. What? And I'm going, I'm putting in group chats like, lads, are any of you sending stuff to my house? Yeah. Because I don't know what's going on. And it, and I even rang my brother Matty and I, I was saying, are you seriously not sending things to my house? Because it's starting to freak Charlotte <laughs> out now. And it turns out in the end it was in, but he had it going for ages, sending the most random Just shit. Just random shit, that's I, brilliant. Oh, no, it's not, because I'm like... I think it was when Swimming With Men had just come out. That if you haven't seen cap. Swimming With Men, go and watch it, because it's sick. 
<laughs> and you're in it. And I'm in it, of course. And with Rob um, Brydon. With and Rob Brydon. Daniel Mays. And, and Daniel Mays. Lots of really cool people. Yeah, which is, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, so as that had came out, I think a couple of days later, I got a swimming cap in the post and I was like, someone's fucking with me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, and I still don't know my Amazon package, man. He's done he know his name, not as, not like Clint. Not like Clint. But yeah, so sorry about that, guys. We should have pre-warned you about that. The, the, the interview did cut off there. You're not you're not hearing things. Your your phone or your laptop or whatever you listen to um, isn't broken. Um, it, it it was just me um, pressing stop because Clint went. Um, but when you're Clint Boone, you can you can do what you want. You can pretty much, <laughs> pretty much to a certain extent, do as you want. Yeah, of course. Um, but no, again, another. Another one down, T. This is episode seven now. Seven weeks mm-hmm. of the podcast, and I'm still fucking loving it, man. Yeah, man. And we've literally just, in between these, just received a text from a guest who we really want on. Uh, yes, he's yes. Been, he's been filming out in South Africa for a, a long time. Yeah, he's a friend of ours as well. A friend of ours, and he's text saying that he'd love to come on. Um, he's busy now until the new year, so that'll be next year. But also, man, I mean, some of them guests that we've got, like, Twitter is amazing. Twitter is amazing. Like, honestly, like, one of the one of the best things for me, T, is, like, we do what we do and that, and, and you kind of forget that other people that you like, like Clint, yeah. you forget that people that you like watch telly. And, and maybe you've seen the, the film and yeah. the TV things that you were in. Well, we've just, on Twitter just a minute ago, <clears throat> I retweeted something just now. Yeah. And Jonah Hill, who you'll know from Superbad. You won't know. You won't know Jonah Hill. You'll know Jonah Hill from <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. As he's tweeted um, a video um, about Shane Meadows' work and said about the, the, the young kid in This Is England. And it's just like, that is... Mind blowing. So if you are listening, Jonah, come on the podcast, mate. mate it makes sense. We would love you on the podcast, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but, yeah, I mean, but you do. You forget that these people watch stuff. So like, when you know, when when we've reached out to people on 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 Twitter, uh, um, and asked them if they'd like to come on the show, we've had such a nice, yeah. overwhelming response of yeah, yeah we're, we're big fans. We love it, and and that's not blowing our trumpet there. And I don't want that to sound like we are, but. To hear that off people yeah. that you like, and, and and a lot of these people are going to be coming on, and the, we know that they're going to be people that you, the listener, are going to want to hear because like the, the the one who the, the comedian like from well, we we can't say who for the go on the the one who who we're going to go down and do soon the comedian oh yeah 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 so yeah. that is like for me I am going to be there doing that like. Losing my shit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Losing my 100%, shit. 100%, 100%. Grew up with him, and it's like, not grew up with him, but watching his stuff, quoting it pretty much every day of my life for like yeah. 10 years. Yeah, So yeah. that's going to be sick. It's going to be great. And um, yeah, and you guys are going to love it. And, and again, thank you for coming on this journey with us. Thank you for following us. Thank you for, last week we said, tell someone in your office or, or your workplace about us. This week you've got a new mission. Where should, who should they tell? You do one. Who should you tell um, this week? I think you should tell every single Greg's worker in your local vicinity. Go into Greg's and yes. say, do you listen to podcasts? And if they say no, slap them with a baguette and say, listen to overrated everything. Otherwise, I'm going to start going to Coupland's. Oh, yeah. Is it, and I don't want that. You, you do not want that. Or Pound Bakery. I've never heard of that. you never heard of Pound Bakery? No. Yeah, it's like another Greg's thing. A pound Bakery. Pound Bakery. Is everything a pound? pound? Yeah. 
I don't it's like the not sound. Not as nice as no, Greg's. No, this podcast is not sponsored by Greg's. No, yeah. <laughs> we kissed me off for that. Pound Bakery. Pound Bakery, yeah, it's not great. But no, honestly, um, yeah, do that. Go, go into Greg's. Go into Greg's or. Um, and if you video it, video it we send will. Us. And send it. We will do something very special for you. We will. I don't yeah. know what that is, but Tom has looked at me really strangely as he says that, so please do it because <laughs> I want to find out. Uh, looked yeah. at you with my good eye. <laughs> <laughs> Continue to support us. Who's whistling there? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, Chris. <laughs> um, continue to support us because literally me and Tom are now, right? We've had a men- mad day. Yeah, man. What we've been doing now, we've been on it for... 12 hours. 12, 13 hours. Yeah. Talking to each other. And... Honestly, there was a bit of today where we've had a big lull, but um, dig deep. I can't wait to do the next up, one. You brush your shoulders off and you go again. Is it, it's 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 almost like that time Tomo played someone in World War One. Like, do you know what I mean? That's what you're doing, aren't you? Tomo, you're digging deep, like you're digging, digging deep, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but honestly, guys, seriously, again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, the the numbers are speaking for themselves, man. We, you know, people are enjoying this, and we're glad you are because. You've got to keep listening We're now. We've spent it. loads of money on equipment. And that. Yeah, please keep listening. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, my wife to be is fuming. Yeah, yeah. You, what, you're going to Manchester again? Yeah. It's 50 quid every time you go there. If you you know that. I had to not feed my child this week just to bring you this podcast, so it's worth you, you know, sharing. And that, <laughs> I didn't, that was a lie. That was a complete lie. Um, but thank you, guys. Episode number eight is coming next week. Um, love you, T. Yeah, you too, bro. Mate, long mate, Rain. Right, and we love you guys. Thank you. Peace. Sorry, you want to do this, don't you? Tom, I like pressing the buttons. I'm going to like... I like to feel important. Right, go on then. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.